Welcome back to the Jote Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 165, From One Eve to the Next. We go Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. There's a trend. Little little holiday special, holiday edition. Is it technically a holiday today? Uh, no. Ah, tomorrow? Just a, it's almost like a half-day holiday, because... Like, if you're at work, are you really working? Like, you might work for a couple hours and go, well, I got to get out of here by noon. Yeah. You know, get my drinks and food and all that fun jazz. Very, very busy out there. I'm sure it is. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the Connor Bedard show, obviously. Uh, We'll do NFL Week 16, Week 17, Guest the Lines, which feels like it should be the last week, but we still got one more. That's strange. Uh, LeBron's turning back the clock. Carlos Correa still isn't a Met. Yeah, something wrong with that leg. And then, I I didn't say it on the last one, but I told you off air, our pick aside this week is what's the more devastating World Junior loss for Canada? Right. The 2010 gold medal game in overtime against the U.S. or 2011 against Russia, which, oddly enough, comes in back-to-back years. Right. Uh, And then then we'll talk a little little college football playoff as I'm, I'm scared for Michigan. Really? Yeah. I took them seven and a half. Minus seven and a half? Yeah. And I took uh, over on the Ohio State-Georgia game. Offense, offense. Yeah. Uh, There's no other place to start than the most wonderful time of the year, the World Juniors. Uh, Canada started off the tournament a little little rough. A little shaky. Um, I think now, do we not look at, like, because Czechia is playing, as we're talking right now, they're playing Germany with a chance to win and win the group. Does this not maybe show that maybe they're just actually a strong team, like a stronger team than like? Do you feel as bad about the loss? Still? Not really. No, no. Like they got too fancy. You won't see that again. And but Czechia is like, aren't they a bunch of nineteen-year-olds? So they're experienced, aren't they? Yeah, it's nineteen out of their twenty players either played last Christmas or played in the summer. Yeah, so they're they're a veteran team. They're like a very like they feel like an older team and like a. I don't want, not necessarily bigger, but just like stronger on the puck. I right. I found in that game, to blame. I mean, Ben Goudreau gives up, or God, I can never say it right. It should be Goudreau, yeah, but it's not. It's, it's like Goudreau. It's the English version, I think. Yeah, he gives up five goals on nine shots and gets pulled for Millet. Does he get pulled? He got yep. pulled in that game. Yep. Not necessarily his fault. Nah, like one of them maybe was pretty shaky like off the post and right he wasn't up against the post but the other four were like what he didn't see like no one's stopping it no the, there was the one two, from the point two were just defensive lapses right fantilli especially both eh, one of them was definitely his fault one of them was him and stankoven getting crossed up with each other right uh bedard still scores in that game yeah and it was the beginning of the second period, so it felt like the momentum was coming. And Czechia, especially their goalie, was just incredible. Yeah, he was late too. Um, so then, luckily, I mean, maybe. Do you think it's a good thing they had the day off in between? Yeah. Because then there's the quote. Like, they can regroup. Gun- Gunther has the quote of, like, we're not going to Michigan our way to the final, which I think the only reason why we're talking about two attempted Michigans by two draft-eligible players in that game is because they lost. Right. If they if they won that they, game, yeah, no or problem. scored on either one of them, be like, wow, yeah, no problem with that. Then the second game against Germany is is supposed to be the statement game. Germany is not the strong team that they've been the last few years. They no. don't have that. They've got nobody really, right? No the, superstars. No. 
up and comers. Yeah, the Stutzla, the Cider, right. even like the JJ Paterka. And Connor Bedard follows up Michiganing to a three goal, four assist, and four primary assist game. Right. And Canada wins what, 11 11 nothing? 11 1? Um, I don't even remember. They scored 11. Did they? I thought they scored 11 against Austria. I think they beat Germany 9 nothing and uh, beat Austria 11 nothing. You. 11 2. Oh. So they beat them by 9. I guess that's technically. They scored two. I don't remember that. That's weird. <laughs> Eleven two, yeah. Uh, Dylan Gunther. So we have, we have the Anthony Duclair player of the tournament. Before right. we used to have the Stefan Della Rovere right. player that would take too many penalties. Bad penalties. Like just unnecessary yeah. penalties. Yeah. Like that Bedard cross check in the pre-tournament. Right. No one's been no Stefan Della Rovere. Nope. But I don't know. Does is Dylan Gunther? Is he? Is he still on Duclair watch, or is yes. it Fantilli? Because they both—they're both. They're both there. I—I'd almost give it to Fantilli just because he's only got one, as opposed to Gunther's got three, right? They had spoon-fed the three right. by Bedard. But again, how many chances have they both had? And again, we're inc- we're including the preseason as well, right? Which they were well on the Anthony Duclair train. Yeah. Then they missing. then they split them up. Going into this Germany game, it was put the lines in the blunder, and yeah, it's and Wa, that seemed to work. Wa Stankoven Bedard, yeah, which has probably been their best line since. Right. They move Fantilli to the Gauche Dean, which was I guess supposed to be the shutdown line. Right. And then just the underwhelming line of Othman, Shane Wright, and yeah. Dylan Gunther. Right, and and like the fourth line's more noticeable now, like. The preseason, I don't think they got to play enough, but they seem to be like what the third line was doing in the first two games. Yeah, a lot of or the first game cycle control the puck in the yeah, offensive zone. Yeah, just wear out the other team. Especially because it's like a it's a four man rotation where you can kind of you you trust. I don't know. I I would say I trust the four of them at this point. Yeah, like Bankier, Schaefer, yeah, they, yeah, Dean, or not sure. Dean. Uh, yeah, there's Doc. no real thirteenth forward this year. I would say, right? There's not one guy that's ah, he really didn't get to play. Like they're all kind of rotating that fourth line, and they're getting they're probably playing twelve minutes, thirteen minutes. I'd say now. Hey, even Ostapchuk in one of those two games had a beautiful goal. Yeah, and that's and then it comes to show that's your fourth line yeah. guy who's who's a, again they went over the stats like they all have like double digit goals in like. 20 games, 15 games, like, yeah. Uh, then the second game. Also, are we, how do we feel about the, the goal song? I, I just, I wish it was louder. <laughs> I can't hear it. Everyone's too loud in the building. Yeah, Shh, quiet so we can hear the song. <laughs> like, we, it, I guess it, maybe we had a bis- bit of a, an advantage because we went to one of the games live when they started that goal song tradition. Because that's when it started, right? In I, Buffalo? I think it... it has usually been a thing. Oh yeah, but I th- I think the hey baby was like the because I'm pretty sure they've used it a couple times. Yeah. Oh, they did use that one. I just thought that was going to be their universal song. Because I think one year I don't know if it was Canada or the U.S., but they did Weedem Boys by like Wiz Khalifa, and that was kind of a weird one. I think that might have been twenty. Might have been one of the years the Montreal Toronto split years. Right. That they did that. Um. Then I don't know the Austria like Germany and Austria just kind of feels like one game to me that they just showed their dominance a lot yeah, more against the very the weak sisters of the division. 
because it seems like the two, well, there's three weak teams, right? It's a seven seven team race in my mind for the gold. Yeah, like it doesn't. Right? There's no team that's just out of it that's yeah. going to make the quarterfinal. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, well, I guess one of them will, out of Germany, Latvia, and Austria. One of them are going to make the quarterfinal. I think it's right? Germany because they right. beat Austria. Right, and they are the best out of those three. But I still think they're going to get hammered by whoever they play. So, and now, like, group, group B's a mess. Actually, let's... Yeah. I don't know what else... Do you, I don't know if I really... I don't know who to cheer for. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Just absolute a mess and chaos. And that's what I thought Group A was going to be after Czechia beats Canada. Now it's just a lot more straightforward. Like, the only thing that we'll know when Canada plays Sweden is, like, we might actually be cheering for, like, an overtime loss or something crazy, right? Just depending on how things play out here. Yeah, because then Finland plays the U.S., and then it seems, I don't know, at this point it seems like Slovakia, uh, so I guess Slovakia could end up finishing third, I guess. Right. If the U.S. beats Finland in In regulation, regulation. so then the U.S. finishes first, then Finland, then Slovakia, but... I don't know. I don't really want to play Slovakia. I mean, out of Finland and the U.S. probably. But. Yeah, that, that, yeah, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Because I don't think we're going to win the group. Because Czech is playing Germany. I, that would be a major upset. It's already one nothing. Spoiler alert. We'll from, have to tell you for who. From the game behind. Yeah. That we're definitely behind on. Right. Um... So, yeah, but so the Bizarre has the seven-point game, and then the next game he has five. And ties Jordan Eberle for the most goals at the World Juniors. Right. In his third World Junior. But really his second, and he's still only 17. Yeah, this is... We were talking about that during... It must have been the Austria game, that how quickly do teams really start tanking now to get Bedard? Yeah. Because then your consolation prize is Fantilli, or if you like the kid from Sweden, Leo Carlson. take a chance on the Russian kid. Yeah. Like you got... Yeah. But, like, this does feel like – this to me is going to – I think we're going to look back and this is going to be the McDavid-Eichel draft. That the number two pick isn't terrible, but there is a drop-off between one and two. Right. But it's a pretty decent consolation prize. Yeah. And then even – like, I wonder if Mishkov, like, the Russian is – like, he's got to get picked in the first round, right? Somebody will pick him. you got to take that chance. Like, like you got to think of teams like, who's got multiple picks? Like, um, Arizona? Yeah, like, right? Like, they'll take a chance, right? Oh, here's a guy we don't have to pay for another five years, <laughs> and we might be in, like, a 15,000-seat stadium by the time he's ready to come over and play in six years. The only – I'm thinking, like, Minnesota had to wait for Kaprizov, and I think that's that's someone that's become worth the wait now. Like, he was – I think he's that same draft year as like McDavid and Eichel 2015. And he didn't come to the NHL until 2021. He had to wait six years, but that's a generational name, not generational, but uh exceptional player in the NHL. Right. Um, so now tonight, Canada plays Sweden, New Year's Eve. When's the last time Canada played the U S like I, I miss it. I know. Like it should just automatically be your New Year's Eve game. Shouldn't it? Like, regardless if they're in the same div- – it should be, like, a rivalry g- series game. No. Like, regardless if they're in the same division or not. Because, yeah, it has kind of become a tradition, right? Like, yeah, you're right. You miss it. Do you remember the outdoor game they played in Buffalo? Yeah. 
Was that was that a, like a preliminary round? Like yep. I don't think that was a pre-tournament game. That was a New Year's Eve game. I know that for a fact because there was a major accident at the border and there were some people that we knew that only made it for like the second period and stuff like Aww. that. Yeah, they just couldn't get across to get into the game. That should really be a thing because I saw because the Winter Classics at Fenway and they said the last time there was like an outdoor rink at Fenway, they played the Frozen Four there for the NCAA. Right. Or they maybe not the Frozen Four, but they played like college hockey games there. So I thought that was really cool that they should, I don't know, make that a tradition, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway, just before you move on, um, so there was two j- NHL draft lottery changes. Um, one of them is teams cannot win the lottery more than twice in a five-year period. So that's the New Devils Jersey rule. Devils. Yeah, so, but they won't be in this lottery. And uh, teams are restricted from moving up more than 10 spots if they win one of the, lo- one of the lottery draws. Because there's multiple, I guess. Wait, you can't move up how you... more than ten spots? Oh, that's not like that. So, like the team that's fourteenth right. isn't going to win the lottery, right? They can he, move up. He, they, they can, can up win the four. lottery, but they'll get four. Yeah, which makes sense. Give those top teams a, or terrible teams a chance to win Bedard. <laughs> it Sorry. is. That's okay. It is one of those like now. It's funny that the Crosby one, I know it was in a different era, era of media, but the Crosby one was just kind of like, I don't know, everyone's not, it wasn't an equal chance though, was it? Was it based yeah. on? No, it was an equal chance. Yeah, I remember because yeah, I was thinking the Flyers could have got Crosby, right? They were like, I don't know, 15th team to get be, because it was the opposite. When you drew your name for your team, you were out. Oh, so that it was, was cool, your, right? Okay. So they pull, okay, number 30, Anaheim Ducks. Sorry, you're not getting Crosby. <laughs> that was kind of neat. It was neat because, like, any team had a chance to get one of the best players. Again, a general, imagine if they did that for Bedard. Yeah, that would be. Right? Then he ends up on, like, Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're, yeah. I, was, I saw someone on uh, TikTok saying that the NHL shouldn't have a draft. And it should be like an open market for players to. That would be that would be so bad. There would be about four teams that would win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and and like poor Arizona. (laughs) It's like, do you hate Arizona? I know I do, but that that would be overheating them, wouldn't it? But but yeah, it's just got to be. If you can sign these guys, then they're yours. Yeah. Think about like the Leafs would be a dynasty. Yeah. The Leafs, Rangers, Lightning, Canadians. I guess I'm just saying Eastern Cup. The Kings, the Blackhawks. Those teams, those teams would just pay for championships. Ma- major market, for sure. It's funny you say that because I was listening to the radio um, on the way back uh, from the city and listened to 97.7 as a St. Catherine station, and the radio announcer was a big Buffalo Sabres fan, which kind of makes sense from out that way. Uh, and he was saying, oh, my Sabres are coming on at 1 o'clock. Of course, it's not a regular time, but the Le- if you Leaf fans, they cr- cater you for every game because tonight they're playing in Colorado, which is later normally, but they're going to start it a little earlier so you Leaf fans can still have your New Year's Eve. So there's that little bit of hate always going to be there for the Leafs. Because, yeah, Colorado would be if it was there like two hours difference. I was going to say it'd be a 9 o'clock nine. Eastern start. Exactly. And it's going to be 7. Great. So even the Avalanche are probably pissed off, right? <laughs> like we want to beat these guys because they what they want to go and party with their fans <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah, um, I just have to say, poor Austria because in the four games they've played, 
two goals for. And boy, I seen the two goals. It was like they won the Stanley Cup, right? So there are only two goals they scored. And 35 against. Yeah, it, it, it's been a tough go. But they worked. Like, you know what? We watched the game, remember? Like, they, they cared. Yeah, they didn't it's give not up. like they gave up. No. Right? Germany, Germany kind of kind of gave up. Yeah. Even though they scored two, they had just – there was a lot more defensive lapses. When Austria – like, it was just Canada creating their chances. Right. And, like, Bedard scores – was that a hat-trick goal, I'm guessing? <laughs> or maybe it was two. four-goal game? Is two-goal game? Is <laughs> – like he gets tripped and it's just like it just happens to get on his stick, right? Like it Scores. was a, a lucky bounce. That was yeah. the other thing. Canada was getting all the bounces in that game for sure. Austria could not catch a break. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other upsets. I I was very happy that a nice. I love the World Juniors with the four games because they have to start at eleven o'clock Eastern. So the first game of the tournament is Switzerland Finland. Right. And. I think we kind of knew watching Finland in the pre-tournament, they're a stay back, we'll win one nothing, and right. be happy with it. That's what happened with Austria. They beat Austria 3 nothing. They scored an empty netter, but they gave up more shots right. than Austria. Um, but the Swiss upsets Finland in overtime, yeah. and it just immediately set off of what what is about to happen. Right. Switzerland still has managed to end up finishing fourth. Yeah, with six points right now, they're tied with the Americans and Finland. Uh, Slovaks, because Finland has seven. Oh. But the both those other teams beat them. Right. And then and on top of that, Slovakia has a huge second period against the U.S., and they beat the Americans, who looked pretty strong in the pre-tournament. For, for sure, yeah. But it's just, it is the beauty of junior hockey. And then I heard someone yeah. else say that we should change the format of the World Juniors. And why are we saying this now when this has been like the best World Junior in years? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to go back to the other format. If that's, I, there's probably different ones. I, I, I'm open to listen to them because it, I think that's why we watch the exhibition games is because we might not see those teams yeah. against Canada. So it's kind of fun to watch them, you know, play the other division. Didn't they beat Switzerland like pretty badly? Yeah, six two something like that. Yeah. And now the Swiss are like the best fourth place team ever. Yep. <laughs> most, most overtime games in the history of the World Junior round robin. Did they or own, whatever it is? Oh, I guess they only played the U.S. would have been the only game they didn't go overtime because they had two shootouts and an overtime win. Right. Oh. Wait, yeah. How did they? Didn't they get? Didn't they win three times? And they're gonna finish fourth. Yep. And um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because it the way the format win loss overtime win overtime loss. Because yeah, if, like going into today, they had zero wins. Yeah. In regulation. Yeah, they have two or one overtime win, one shootout, shootout win, win. Yeah. and a loss. Right. So yeah, they won three games and you're gonna finish fourth. Yeah. That is hilarious. I don't I don't think I would change the format of this tournament. I think no, it works. I, it works for sure. And in a couple it's of years fair. we're going to have Russia back in the tournament. Absolutely, which will make it even better. The only thing I would say but again now you're extending the the, the length of the tournament is it's tough when it's only a one game because you could have a bad game and you're done and that's not really what hockey is. Football you get 60 minutes, it's different. Um basketball is like hockey. Where I would like, I'd like to see a two out of three at some point. That would be pretty in the cool. final. And um, that did make me think of something. No, I guess it was just the Russia thing. 
Um, I feel like, I guess it could be Slovakia, but does it not kind of feel like Canada is going to play one of the U.S. or Finland yeah. in the quarterfinal? Yeah, it's just no matter how things kind of unjuggle here in the next few hours, it that's what it feels like to me. It's going to be a tough quarterfinal match. Um, I'll also throw out the three guys that I've enjoyed watching the most in this tournament, obviously outside of Canada, because how could you not right. love, like, Bedard, do you know um, who's second in the tournament in points? Stankoven? Logan Stankoven. Seven points um, across from Connor Bedard's 14. Lead. I'm assuming leading the tournament. By by seven by, points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Lampin in the goalie for Finland. He's just a really solid. That's why I'd be worried about playing Finland in the right. quarterfinal. If he just has a big game. Right? Yep. Yeah. Undrafted. Um, Atilio Biasca, who is the captain for Switzerland. Right. He scored the winner against Finland. He is just, he is all over the ice. I'm pretty sure he's undrafted when I looked it up. Right. He plays for Halifax. So, cool. I mean, he's playing in Moncton in right. the tournament. But if he gets to play home. in Halifax, yeah. that'd be pretty fun. And then I would say... If we're, I'm, I'm just gonna say if Connor Bedard was not in this tournament, I think Stanislav Svozil with the Czechia team, right. the defenseman, I think he's the best player in this tournament. And oddly enough, he's Connor Bedard's teammate in Regina. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were not even talking smack. Yeah, they were just jo- just, just hey, how's around. it going? Yeah, he has been so impressive. He's a Columbus draft pick, which made me mad because he just because Svozil and Juracek after the whole. I loved when they talked about... So, David Juracek was playing in Cleveland in the AHL and right. was going to the Czechia team. He had one more game before... I think he flew Christmas Day. And he got to Halifax, but his equipment didn't. And then his agent was all mad about it and because uh, Air Canada had lost it. Right. And apparently he has, like, customized skates. And I, I think you could... Skates is probably the biggest thing, I would say... That would be hard to play with if it if you're playing with us like a pair your the whole year yeah to then just go and get a different pair where it's not gonna be perfectly accustomed to your foot right like those ones probably are right. like the yeah, custom for sure. ones for sure I think he he did get his equipment and then looked pretty good against Canada and he's one of those like he just looks like one of those defensemen that I think Juracek has played a couple NHL games I think Sfozo you could drop into the NHL tomorrow and I think he would be okay. Your check just looks like one of those like twenty five minutes a night kind of guy, right? And he's probably gonna price himself out of Columbus one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and just so you know, um, Uncle Mark's girlfriend's family are from the Czech Republic, and they're they're not big hockey fans, but they follow it, and they've never heard of Czechia before. <laughs> As a new, yeah, yeah, the new. It's all about the jersey, yeah. so it fits on the jersey. I also love that the one guy. So on Finland's jerseys, it says uh, Sum- Sumoy, I think. Right. And the one defenseman for Finland's last that's name is name. Sumoy, right. and it's I think it's Lion in Finnish. Yeah. So it's, that's what it was. Yeah. So his last name's Lion. That's pretty cool. Uh, anything else from the World Juniors that stood out to you? No, other than it's a lot more wide open than. It's been in the past. Uh, to the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes on a 10-game win streak. And in their last 20 games, uh, how many regulation losses do you think they have in the last 20? Three? One. Because I know they only have six all year because I just seen that stat looking at the highlights this morning. They are 14-1-5 in their last 20. Wow. That is a team that they're now six points clear of New Jersey. 
and talk about getting hot at the right time. Max Pacioretty appears to be coming back soon. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's there. This is a- I forgot Burns was there too. I think he I think he colored his beard because I almost thought that they had an African American defenseman watching the beard? highlight. Yeah, just watching the highlights, going, "Who is that guy?" Oh yeah, it's Burns. Him and him and Jacob Slavin is not a defense pair you would want to see in the no, playoffs. No, definitely not. That's a that's a big scary team, and like yeah. I don't even think they have a number two center. Right, like it's Stahl it's, or Natchez. Like that's not yeah, really a number a two center. Same players. No, twenty goals, forty assists. Play the right way. And, yeah, and I think the big thing for Carolina that people f- probably forget from last year is Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta both got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, like they, I think they have a three goalie rotation going on now. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Yeah, Kachetkov was like setting records, like yeah. shutout streaks. And yeah, three like straight just, games. And this is the team like I've I've been cheering for the last two years, and I've kind of given up on them <laughs> this year with all the moves they've made over the last two years. But eh, maybe they're figuring it out. Maybe it's because you gave up on them. Yeah, I saw my notebook from last playoffs, and my Stanley Cup final was Carolina, Colorado. That's that's what I had the last couple of years. <laughs> I think everybody everybody was waiting for Colorado, and I think you're right that Carolina is kind of the team that everyone went. Yeah, I guess they just missed it. I think yeah, people jumped just they jumped to the, the Rangers. Right, like that became the, yeah. the sexy team. Like, yeah, mm, I don't know. Like if you don't have if Shostakin isn't playing how he did last year, you see what this Ranger team yeah, kind of is. There's some holes. Uh, I love so the the Leafs got a couple finds over over the last couple of days. Uh, Sheldon Keefe was t- uh, fined twenty five thousand dollars for berating refs. I'm gonna say I don't want to say justifiably because you shouldn't treat refs like that, but uh, I think it was Zach Aston Reese got high sticked. Yeah, and was just leaking like his right. cheek was bleeding, and right. the refs just nope, no call, keep right. playing. And was that in overtime or maybe that's why it went to overtime, something like that. Right. Uh, the other one, they got fined a hundred thousand dollars for illegal travel. Right. So the rule in, for the in the CBA, there's a rule that December twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth are d- days off, so no team activities, nothing like that. But the Leafs had everyone together on Boxing Day and traveled to St. Louis, where they were playing the next day. They left at ten thirty Eastern time. So if they had left an hour and a half later. They would have been completely fine because it would have been December twenty seventh. Right. It it's funny for a franchise like that, like a hundred thousand dollars is just nothing. Yeah, it's a penny in the bucket, but yeah, they you almost would have thought like the lease would have said, well, look at the the weather and the way the you know the airports are going right now. Like we're just trying to make it. Yeah. It's a. I think they said it's but, like a ninety minute flight, and it's. If you left at midnight or one o'clock, like it's you're getting in pretty late for a for game sure, the next yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Connor McDavid's point streak, which I feel like after the Marner thing, do you think this is coming up more now that we're talking about point streaks? Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, it's like Marner's revitalized the point streak. Uh, McDavid currently at 17 straight games, uh, 16 goals, 21 assists. Yeah, he's he's, he's on the Connor Bedard <laughs> watch. I, I saw people, they were asking people at the World Juniors, how good do you think Connor Bedard is? And someone's right. like, I'm from Edmonton, and I think he's going to give McDavid a run for his money. Because wow. I think I think the advantage, McDavid, I think, is a better skater. Yes. Not by a lot. Right. But I would say Bedard already has, a, I don't want to say significantly better, but I think he has a better shot. Yeah, like he already has an NHL shot. Usually you don't have that at 17. Yeah, some, like in some of those shots, like, 
the one where he's basically on the red line and he puts it like in the middle bar and they yeah. don't even know if it went in. Right. It's like the hockey equivalent of a swish. Yeah. Which I don't even think it's a swish because like it, it didn't touch anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean, McDavid, I don't know. I guess it's, I don't want to say ho-hum, but like he had like five points against Seattle and everyone was like, oh, okay. Because the, again, you the expect bar. it. Exactly. That's why, again, he'll win the Hart Trophy. No problem this year. Um, are the Vancouver Canucks, are they starting to believe in themselves? I, I'm not quite sure. Like, they're doing way better than I thought they were. Well, again, can't do much worse than what they did the first 15 games of the year. It, it was a huge disaster. Bruce Boudreaux is the one that said that this team's starting to believe in themselves. I, I think this might be like where this is. Um, smoke and mirrors i don't think this is real right especially i'll just say like the western conference um very quickly off the top of my head vegas is definitely better edmonton's better calgary's better la is better at seattle seattle is a yep. playoff They're, contending team in year right two yep. no one's talking about that no nope. and on the other side like dallas winnipeg minnesota st louis is probably gonna figure out like i just said nine teams right and then you get into like then on the other end, it's like Anaheim, San Jose, Arizona, Chicago. They're all. They don't care. They're all after Bedard. Is those that four teams? I was gonna say maybe. Yeah, then Vancouver and maybe one other team is just like stuck in the middle, right? Because you're not tanking. Because Bedard is a Vancouver native. Yeah. But you're they're too good unless they just start yeah. trading everyone. Yeah. Even then, yeah. There's too many really bad teams to to I at this point. Like you're in a battle to, to be worse than the Flyers, the Blackhawks, the Ducks. They're like those teams are barely winning. Like they're getting blown out. the The Flyers are the scrappy team out of. They're losing, but they're losing like overtime, and they haven't lost. They haven't got smoked yet. No, nah, and it's funny that all of those teams are like Western Conference teams. Yeah, like, they're all, and they have, that's the only th I think saving grace for them is where they're going to get points. They have to play each other. Yeah, they're going right? to have to go to, like, overtime. Have, yeah, it'll be three-point games. I'll, I That's what I'm going to be cheering for. Come on, Sharks and Ducks get to overtime, then <laughs> everyone gets points. I think the Sharks and Coyotes, I think, are more in the Canucks territory, where they're, like, a little too good to be tanking, but... Yeah, well, because they beat the Leafs. Yeah. Leafs are one of the top teams. Like, yeah, it, it, didn't the Coyotes also beat Boston earlier I, this year? I think they did. Yeah, like, in right? Arizona. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It's funny that Arizona went 4-0 against the Leafs this year. Right. In in the calendar year, at in least. The, right. Um, I, I say the, the Canucks are starting to believe. Also, did you see the JT Miller uh, empty net situation? No. Um, so there was just under a minute left, and JT Miller has the puck skating back into the defensive zone to get the goal, like to try to get the goalie out. Right. They're down by one to Winnipeg. And he just starts screaming at his goalie and he like smacks his stick off the crossbar. It, it is crazy. And then after he's like, yeah, I was just trying to get him pulled. I don't know. Like to me, it's not that big of a deal. I just, I don't think he's a good teammate. I think he needs a team like a, like a Carolina or a Tampa that have a built-in infrastructure. If JT Miller's the leader of your team, I don't think that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, you're not the coach. You don't, you don't decide when the goalie goes off. That's not up to you. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, 
The Detroit Red Wings just they're gonna they're gonna become the cardiac kids this year, aren't they? Well, the, I tell you, they've been. It's almost like they're spotting teams three, four, five goals, and then oh, let's start. Let's play the second half. Uh, we were watching one of the Canada games, and I saw oh, it's four nothing after the first period. Yeah, and I saw the, the Penguins. Yeah, a Penguins team that is like they're okay. They're just well, they've lost four in a row now, but yeah, they're they're definitely a playoff team. Should be yeah. Um. So they come back for down four nothing against Pittsburgh, win in overtime, and Jake Wallman uh, pulls off the first ever gritty on ice in the NHL. Right, which is hilarious. And then someone on Switzerland did that Just today. Did it, yeah, scoring the shootout winner. And then they were down what five nothing to Buffalo. Yeah, Kyle Ocposo gets a hat trick, and they almost came back. Right. Detroit and Buffalo are they were in that same category of like it would be so fun if they made the playoffs. But there's probably too many like Metro better uh, teams ahead of them, like veteran teams, right? Because Buffalo's just won six in a row, and again, I only know that because my radio friend in St. <laughs> Catharines is that's his team. I wouldn't have done that. And they're playing Boston today, looking for seven in a row. Uh, did have you seen the last two Trevor Zegers shootout goals? No, they like he he kind of has the Patrick Kane approach where he goes oh, pretty I slow. I did see yes, yeah, and then stick handles the makes the goalie dizzy yeah but that is something where a dangerous thing for teams don't get into shootouts with the anaheim ducks because you have trevor zegris and i would say outside of jonathan taves i would say troy terry might be the greatest goal scorer in the shootout that i've ever seen yeah because there was that 2017 world junior run where he scored like four goals in two games in the shootout because the u.s just kept sending him back out I want the NH- I wish the NHL could adopt the international shootout, or after like three or after five, you just pick whoever, whoever you, want. you want. Right. Then, because then it's like if you're playing, or if you like gave teams the option to be like, do you want to play the regular style or international style? So right. if you're playing Edmonton, you'll go, yeah, we'll just play the regular style. Yeah. We'd rather play RV and Yamamoto instead of Connor McDavid Every eight time. times. Right. Um, Alexi Lafreniere, I mean, World Junior. I don't know if he well junior hero probably yep. 2020 yep. is a healthy scratch now wow i thought he was coming along like moving up the lines like he was he was a first liner at one point he was on the fourth line now a healthy scratch i'm sure it's just you're trying to wake yeah, the guy he up had a, yeah he might have had a couple of bad games because he was a fourth liner in his first year but then you know he kind of i don't want to say revitalized his career but he was up to the third line right and like when that, they were in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that playoff run of line. yeah, him, Heedle, and uh, Kako. Right, but it seems like Capo Kako is the one that's taken a step forward. Is Ooh. he a year older? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he picked him. He was number yeah, two, which makes sense. Wow, back to back. I didn't even think of that. Back back to back years. Rangers pick top two. Yeah, that's the reason why they're. It's it, that's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. Get a couple of bad years and you're good. <laughs> uh, Alexander Ovechkin, eight hundred and three goals. Not a sh- not an empty netter this time. Yes, I've seen that. Just a breakaway. <laughs> um, so the Winter Classic's usually the New Year's Day special, but right. they don't want to compete with football, so right. they move to January second. How how excited are you for the game? Pretty actually. I I'm gonna tape it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm excited. I always like be watching the outdoor game. Now and they did a great thing where Fenway is now the backdrop, like the right. Green Monster that is makes, the backdrop. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have done that before. That do, makes sense. Do you remember 2010 at Fenway? 
against the what was not the Flyers and yeah Flyers Bruins overtime yeah. Marco Sturm right what a great like a moment one of those like you tell your grandchildren like yeah we played an outdoor game and I scored an overtime winner right like what a cool also the Flyers wore their jerseys like that were special edition then that are just their regular jerseys now they're just <laughs> their away jerseys uh anything else for the NHL no all right to the NFL where I'm going to be completely honest I weeks have week 16 was not a week that I really cared that much about right or, just because Christmas Eve and oh. Christmas so didn't watch a lot okay I will we'll go through the games and this will be more of a you All what right. you noticed uh Buffalo beat Chicago 35 13 this is one I kind of watched with you that yeah. Buffalo it just kind of has this like rope-a-dope style sometimes yeah because it was the game was closer than what that score says I didn't even realize like I until I wrote it down I didn't re- realize they scored 35 right because they kind of had some like the late garbage time the where they were yeah. like running the clock out and then right. they were just like oh let's oh, just we're score be able to score yeah um they're actually I'll do one before we do the games that there's clinching scenarios where I think Buffalo can be the number one seed after right. this weekend right uh Carolina beats Detroit at 37-23, keeps yeah. themselves alive and puts a puts a damper on the Lions season. Yeah. They're still alive, but yeah, they're just they probably need some help now. Uh San Francisco beats Washington 37-20. Another a damper in the Commanders season. For sure. Yeah. Like what NFC the Do you know what NFC team is like actually really lurking for the wild card? Who's that? Green Bay. I know, yeah. I think they've won like three or four straight games. Yeah. No one's talking about them, but yeah. then if they're uh, – they probably play San Fran, but like if Green, play, Green Bay played Minnesota in a playoff game, right? wouldn't you wouldn't you want to pick Rodgers yeah, in that for game? For sure, yeah. Um, I don't know anything from, from that game, Washington-San uh, Fran. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of uh, Heineke making a lot of mistakes, and it kind of cost him his job because – Unfortunately, once comes in for the last couple of series when now he's just in there doing mop-up duty, but he's making completions because San Fran's just playing like a cover two. Like they're just letting him make throws. Like, and so Rivera, I knew he was going to start him because he said, oh, he looked good. Yeah, I could do that. Let me be a quarterback with Garbage nobody. Time. Yeah. So we'll see if that backfires on the Com- Commodores <laughs> this weekend. Uh, Kansas City beats Seattle twenty four ten again. Like the no one in the NFC wants to make the playoffs. No, like yeah, Seattle just they're like the Giants. They're like Washington. There's like a whole whack of teams that like yeah, they just oh we're close to the playoffs. Well, we really didn't want to make the playoffs, so now we're gonna all be bad. Like Jets and Patriots, I would throw in there too. Yeah, there's a whole whack of them. Miami. Like, they're all just playing terrible right at the worst possible time. Another um, team playing as terrible as they can, uh, the Tennessee Titans. They lose to Houston. This this game felt like it, it was like a, uh, a minor league game. Like, everybody was out of the lineup. Like, I w- I w- if I would have known the injuries that Tennessee had, I would have taken the Cowboys and the points in this one. Because I was all over Tennessee, figuring they'll just run it out, and Henry didn't play. They're on a third-string quarterback that, yeah, didn't look very good. They're in such an interesting scenario because, like, since they since they lost to Houston, then Thursday their game and Jacksonville's game actually mean nothing, right. and the division's going to be decided Week 18. Yeah, they're playing each other 
they're pro- probably both going to be what eight and eight going into that game. Something like that. Wow, is that that's got to be the Sunday night game, right? For the division, they, like you think? I don't think there'll be any Sunday night games. They'll all be like one and. and four I think they usually game. flex a game. Oh, do they? To uh, for the last night. one, okay. Because right now it's Pittsburgh and New England. Pittsburgh and somebody's playing this weekend or yeah. next weekend. This weekend. This weekend's Pittsburgh Baltimore. Right. That's right. Next week. Next weekend is the one they've left open, which oh, it's, okay. it's got to be Jacksonville, Tennessee. Yeah, if you have a division, division on the line, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I don't know if any game is going to mean that much else outside right. of maybe seeding. Right. And then if maybe even that Green Bay, that. Detroit, maybe they're playing for a playoff spot. That's true. Yep. Um, Baltimore beats Atlanta seventeen to nine. These are just these these are birds that have had their wings clipped. Both teams. Yeah. It's just a sad like it's sad. When's the last time Baltimore scored like over twenty? I like just keep keep taking them under them and the Jets. They just can't score anymore. It's done. And this week another fourth Tennessee. straight game. No Lamar. Oh, Baltimore. That's too bad. Uh, New Orleans beats Cleveland seventeen ten. The upset that we both we both picked, but right. I don't think they were actually the. I don't, I don't think they were the underdog no. on kickoff. Yeah, which was weird to see. New Orleans players, and you could see their breath. You figure they're going to lose a game like that, but they were able to pull it off. That's really just this. This Cleveland season has been Deshaun Watson syndrome, and now that yeah. he's playing, it actually might be worse. Like yeah. I feel bad for Jacoby Brissett. He was right. not bad. No, exactly. Like why wouldn't they go back to him? Like, yeah, like they were. They they're. What's the record with Watson? I think it's worse. Yeah, I think they've won right? once with yeah. him, and they don't look exciting. No, it's not even like it's entertaining. No, it's not like Houston Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati beats Cleveland. Tw- or Cleveland. Cincinnati beats New England twenty-two eighteen, and just like that, I've, I remember watching the end of that game because just the su- sequence of events was crazy, and like I don't know what to think about either of these teams. Right. Like it was just all over the place. Where like New, new England's down like twenty twenty-two to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just and all battle back. Yeah. With a pissed off Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, I think him and JT Miller should get together. <laughs> like Mac Jones like throws this like block for no reason yeah. on an interception. And or he might have got return. suspended for it. I wonder what it came of that. I don't think he did. It was gonna be gonna some reviewed. disciplinary right. action. I'm sure it'll be like a fine. Um probably I'm gonna say maybe a game of the weekend, but Giants Minnesota. Yeah. That was oh, such yeah. a fun game. That yeah, was a good game. And yeah. like back and forth and now, now everyone is on the like the Giants have to resign Daniel Jones, right? He's he seems to be coming of age. He's like competent. He's, he has, he's not terrible. He's not getting worse. No. So he's not making those stupid interception throws anymore. So like, yeah, you have to resign him. That to me, he's almost heading to like, Lamar territory where he just needs like wide receiver help. Exactly at this point, yeah, just give him some talent. And he could actually like, and I think this is a big credit to Brian Dable too, because if you look at Daniel Jones and you compare him to Josh Allen, physically they're pretty similar, right? And Dable's just bringing that same offense with, well, definitely a better rushing attack, yes, from Jones and Barkley instead of right. Allen, who's one of the best runners in football for yeah. sure, but running backs that have been pretty underwhelming. Yeah, they're all one Bs. Uh. I was about to say Sunday night, but it wasn't. It was Sunday afternoon. The Dallas Cowboys beat Gardner Minshew in a shootout, forty to thirty-four. What's that smile for? 
But it was a shootout with Gardner Minshew. That he lost. What? Dallas won. Against Jacksonville? Against no, we're we're the week ahead. Oh. Philly. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, Minshew Minshew's <laughs> on the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of Yeah. Yeah, it was actually that was a good game. Like Minshew kept maybe not kept them in it, but he didn't really like he threw what, two picks, I think? He did, but not really his fault. Like like I said, it was like the Cowboys without Dak. Like you're still a good team. Yeah. Right? They're still solid. Just you need that Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott are those playmakers that make that difference. The difference, yeah, exactly. They are a step ahead for that reason. Uh, I was about to say Sunday night again. Saturday night, uh, Pittsburgh beat the Raiders 13-10. to Good for a win on Franco Harris night. I was yeah. a little – I think I said I took the Raiders. Or maybe I said I would have. Maybe I did. I, I don't I would have taken the Raiders, and it's just, yeah, they deserve to miss the playoffs after a game like that. Well, ESPN notification. Nice. <laughs> um, into Christmas Day, which I'm, I, have, I have a screenshot of the Christmas Day ratings between the NFL and the NBA, which is supposed to be oh the boy. NBA's day. Yeah. It was very much not. It started with Green Bay, which I told everyone, and I'll fully admit to this. I said, just take Miami. It's going to be a great way. They're going to get off the schneid. I bet on them. <laughs> I took the points, three and a half. And Green Bay wins 26-20, and all the confidence in the world in Green Bay. But it's it's that Midwestern quiet confidence where no one else realizes it, but they might actually make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, the middle game, which was already sad in itself, that it was supposed to be, you know, Russell Wilson versus old division foes right. and the defending champion Rams. And then it turns into a blowout 51-14 for the yeah. Rams. And cost the Broncos head coach's job. Couldn't even make it through the season. No. 4-11. Didn't and 11. get to Black Sunday. <laughs> um, like, these are just two lost seasons. Like, yeah. it, it yeah. sucks that it's, this was Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a not a very good, entertaining game to watch. And then Christmas night was Tom Brady and Tom yeah. Brady comebacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was the Christmas doink. This this game was just a mess. <laughs> like poor poor Al. I was about to say Al and Mike, uh, Mike and Chris. Like they've gotten some okay games. Right. This was like you could call it entertaining. Then you get to overtime and you're like, dude, do I really care who wins this game? I right. guess it's Tampa winning and they'll they could clinch the division this weekend now. Right. Which is terrible. Like they're gonna again, Dallas what are we saying the line is at right now? Like five and a half for Dallas in Tampa? Yeah. Round one. I would say, yeah. Uh and then Monday night another another kind of snoozer. The Chargers beat the Colts. Poor Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Can't win on Monday. Or any prime any time. Other, yeah. We're done with Colts primetime now, right? We're, we're just going to put them on at 1 o'clock and yeah, let, him let Nick Foles. There. Yeah. That's poor Matt Ryan. Like, is he really that bad? He can't even dress. <laughs> He's, like, not even dressed. It's, yeah, it's so sad. Like, it, they never did that to Wentz, and they never did that to uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Like, he's, they were never the, yeah, you're on the team, but you're not dressing. Like, he's not, he's not that bad. No, I know. Uh, now that you're, like... The Chargers a couple weeks ago was like, oh, yeah, maybe they could sneak into the playoffs. Are they going to end up as the five seed? Yeah, that's the way it's looking. All of a sudden, they're they're hitting on all cylinders at the right time. Like, I'm I'm thinking round one Bengals-Chargers. That would be a good game. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then just throw 
Kansas City, just throw someone at Kansas City. You're you're getting thrown to the Wolves for that one. <laughs> it could be the Jets, the Dolphins. Actually, yeah. the Dolphins, I guess, maybe could score Whatever with the Chiefs. team can decide to win in Week 17. Yeah, no one. No one. They said we should just get rid of the seven seeds again. Yeah. We don't need yeah, it. We don't no one need, wants not, it. Not this year, yeah, because you're going to get what's-his-face there. The percentage of those guys winning ah. is probably going to be zero, zero, <laughs> zero. <laughs> Steve Kornacki and his khakis are the best. Yeah. Um, few other news and notes. J.J. Uh, Watt announces he's retiring. And what a game he played up to that point. Yeah, before like just like, yeah, he made the announcement after. It's like, why are you gonna retire now? You actually look like you're good. Like it, I've again, for, I forgot how long he's been in the NFL. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's not like he's. You could you look at him and go like, oh look, he's Peyton Manning in the last year. Right. Like, it's not like a great like. Yeah, it's not still, like he shouldn't be out on the field. He still has it. I'd like to see how high he could jump. Still, I don't know <laughs> the, if you ever saw that. Where jumps, he did, yeah. yeah, those are pretty cool. Uh, we talked about the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett, who couldn't, he just couldn't hack it in the NFL. Four and 11. Like, you couldn't just let him finish the season. Like, I know they're bad, but right. you need an interim coach for three weeks. This right. isn't college football. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is, I would say, the most shocking news I've heard in a while. The Raiders benching Derek Carr. Yeah. So they can trade him. This, this is just bizarre. Uh, I feel like I've been pretty good at some uh, predictions. Like, I predicted Carson Wentz was going to be a Colt last year. Right. Uh, Derek Carr is going to be a Washington Commodore. Okay, I'll say San Francisco 49er. Oh, that's a good one. Like, too bad they couldn't pick him now. Hey, like, <laughs> they'd say, could you put him on waivers, Raiders, and we'll pick him up? Because we just, like, Purdy's good, but, like, he's not going to win us a Super Bowl. No, Derek Carr would take them over right? the top. That, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Um, Tua in the Green Bay game suffered another concussion. He said three this year. I I think he suffered a concussion before the game because again he just I can throw better than that. There's like some, what happened? There's some ducks. Like, like last year and the year before we said okay yeah he's not accurate, but then what happened like this year weeks one to seven he was like you could zip anything through a tire. He was an MVP. Yeah. And then, I don't know what, I guess the concussion really affected him. It's too bad. I heard some people saying retirement for Tua, which I feel like is, is early. Yeah. But I, I guess if you have three concussions within right. a year. Yeah. And like two two in what, a week? Like yeah. not even. It was like a Sunday against the Bills to right. a Thursday against Cincinnati. And then one that wasn't really diagnosed properly. No, the Buffalo right. one at halftime yeah. when he was like stumbling around. Right. They're like, right. oh, it's his back. And right. it's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. You don't fall like that for your back. Uh, we already said Carson Wentz starting this week. Hilarious. Yeah, just a bad move there. Is this, a, is this just Washington punting? Like punting yeah. on the season? Yeah. We I, don't want to make the playoffs. No, yeah. Yeah, we know how to do it now. I hope Wentz in there. Honestly, I hope Carson Wentz proves us wrong, and then we get round one Washington at San Francisco, who have already played. Right. And I'll be there like, give me San Francisco with the points. Yes. Give me seven and a half. I'll take it. Uh, the the glorious return of New York Jets quarterback Mike White this weekend. He's coming to save their season. This is like uh, a bad version of the Carolina Hurricanes and their goaltending situation. <laughs> The Jets do the same thing with their quarterbacks. It's like a... Yep, they got a BYU kid, uh, Zach Wilson. Who should have a concussion because he's playing like Tua. 
He just he's not accurate on his throws, unfortunately. I saw a few teams that they're like, oh, if you're this team, you should trade for Zach Wilson. And one of them was the Chiefs of like, yeah, just like if you're Zach Wilson, just be Patrick Mahomes' backup. Yeah, exactly. Can you hold a clipboard? You're good. <laughs> Did you see the Bills, um, How what Josh Allen texted to Von Miller to apparently get him to sign in Buffalo? No. He apparently just texted the other three quarterbacks in the AFC. Like Mac Jones, oh. Tua, Zach Wilson. He's like, you get to play these guys twice a year. Right. And then he's <laughs> then he signed. Ding. Um, then Thursday night with Dallas beat Tennessee 27-13. The Josh Dobbs game. Right. Where Tennessee, because this game doesn't matter, they're just resting everyone yeah. to try to win the division. And so are the Cowboys. They were calling a couple people that were hurt or slightly injured, like Pollard didn't play. Parsons shouldn't have played. He's got he's got a broken something on his hand because he had a big club. Oh, I love like, the clubs. Wh- why is he playing? I can't believe the one – it's a very specific play, but Parsons was, like, late running on the field, and he barely had time to set up. And yeah. they ran and he, a run play, and he and made he, the tackle. Exactly. Yeah, it was all in motion for him. Like, oh, perfect. It's kind of crazy that his defensive player of the year narrative just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Like, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, Nick Bosa was, like, minus 1,000 last week. Right. And we're just kind of – we're just done with Parsons, I guess. I, I guess. Toss him away. Um, all right, let's do week – Week 17, guess the lines. There oh, were, uh, if, if anyone remembers last week, there were some bad beats in there for you. A yeah. couple, one, one and a half or half point off. Um, we're going to start. No no Saturday, no weirdness with that. It is, um, there's like four late games, I think, which, because they can never figure this out. Just like, if there's 12 games, put six, mm, Maybe not six and six. Maybe like five, seven, seven and five. Like I, I don't think that's too much to ask. Seven and five. Yeah, I don't know. They can never figure this out. Um, our first game, uh, two A teams that have just given up. The Arizona Cardinals going to Atlanta to face probably De- it's still Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. Oh, I'll say they have Arizona favored by one and a half. Uh, I said Atlanta would be favored by two and a half, and it's actually Atlanta by six. Holy jumping. I'm assuming this means Trace McSorley's still starting for the Cardinals, or maybe they have a fourth stringer coming in. Right. Be like uh, John Skelton or one of those guys. I remember a lot of obscure Cardinals quarterbacks. (laughs) Uh, Next one, no Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. They are hosting the Saints. Uh, I'll say the Eagles are favored by four and a half. Uh, we're going to split that. I said six and a half, and it's five and a half. Yeah. I have that for, I also say the Arizona Atlanta game, don't, don't bet that. Don't, yeah. It's don't put your faith in either for, of those teams. Yeah, it's, does they, it, that might be a tie. That could be a tie. Yeah. I, I would be okay with that. Um, New Orleans, Philly. Philly is the better team, and they should win. I could see New Orleans keeping it close. Backdoor cover. Backdoor cover. Bring those back. What's the what was my, what's been my thing this year? This, well, besides like the scrappy Texans, I feel like I had a thing this year. Because yeah, last year was backdoor covers. Yeah. Uh, uh, this was so this game was actually originally the primetime game for this weekend. Luckily, they flexed it. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Holy jumping! 
They probably have Kansas City as 14.5-point favorites. Uh, you are going to get that. I said 8.5, and, and it's 12.5. Mm, yeah, this is going to be a... If you want to watch a blowout, a repeat of Christmas night or afternoon, this is the game to watch. I wonder, do the Chiefs... Because they're, uh, they're not going to know about the one seed until, like, Monday. Or, well, like, if they still have to play Week 18. Right. Like, I wonder if they just pull guys in this game. If this is their week to rest because they're right playing Week 18 and then you might have to play Round 1 because Buffalo does have the tiebreaker. So, I guess the, the NFL doesn't have the same rules as the NBA where you have to play players that are healthy. I think or in the NFL it's fined or I don't think so. No. I think it's also pretty easy for the NFL to just be like, oh, Mahomes strained his calf yeah, or something oh, like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh next up, what a what a quarterback duel. Deshaun Watson versus Carson Wentz. Oh boy. Cleveland at the Commanders, the Commodores. Okay, first of all, I'll take this under. <laughs> um and secondly I'll say the Commodores are favored by two and a half. I'm just going to edge you out. I said one and a half, and it is exactly one and a half. Oh. No no faith for Washington. I, I, I'll, take the, I'll take the Commodores. I, I, I trust them more than the Browns. Yeah. The Browns, yeah, they're yeah, just they're garbage. Maybe Wash, Maybe this is Washington still, still fighting for a playoff spot. Maybe they're somehow managing to still be in this race, even though, like, no one deserves to be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the NFC because it's just – it feels like the Packers, out of all teams, just deserve it the most right now. Out of the way they're playing, yeah. Because Washington is still that's still if if the playoffs started today, just all four teams from the NFC East make the playoffs, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, Washington seven seven and one. Then behind them is Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay. All three of them at seven and eight. Wow. So if the Giants and uh, Commodores didn't tie, right? Every all four oh, of those geez. teams would be tied. Wow. I think the Giants can clinch a playoff spot, or maybe the they win. have. Yeah, I think they can with the win. I have a clinching. Oh, yeah, I probably should have done clinching scenarios. We're going to slight detour and do clinching scenarios. Uh, AFC, Buffalo can clinch the one seed if they win Monday night against Cincinnati and yeah. Kansas City loses. Fair. Pretty simple. It's over. Uh, uh, Cincinnati can clinch the AFC North if they win and Baltimore loses. And then Miami can clinch a playoff spot if they win and the Jets lose. Right. The NFC is a little more is a little more out there. Uh, the Eagles. Okay, so the only the Eagles can clinch the NFC East if they win or Dallas loses, which Dallas didn't lose. So if the Eagles win, they clinch the NFC East. Right. They clinch the one seed uh, with the win or. Um, Oh, then they if if they don't win, they would need they would have needed Dallas, San Francisco, and Minnesota to all lose, lose. for to get the one seed. Uh, Tampa Bay can clinch the NFC South if they beat Carolina. Right. The Giants clinch playoff berth if they win or a combination. Uh oh wait, so yeah, they clinch playoff berth if they win or Washington and Seattle lose or. A third scenario, if Washington, Detroit, and Green Bay lose. So if oh. Washington loses, that helps the Giants to clinch a playoff spot. If they win, they're in. The, right. That's the simple part. But they either need Washington, Seattle, or Washington, Detroit, Green Bay to all lose. Oof. 
Um, and then the Commanders can actually clinch a playoff spot. Oh, so they Washington would need to win, and they would need Detroit, Seattle, Green Bay to lose. Which, if if that happens, if if Washington and the Giants both win, and Detroit, Seattle, Green Bay lose, I'm kind of confusing myself. If that happens, then the NFC is going to be set this weekend, because oh. then the Giants and Commanders would clinch the last two spots in the NFC. Right. So week 18 will be even more boring. Yep, nothing, nothing, nothing. Have downgraded it. Yeah, there was there was a more complex one that I found, but then this was all like this was all on one page, which okay was a lot easier, easier uh, to decipher. Back to guess the lines. We're currently two one one for me. Uh, Chicago at Detroit. This was a track meet last time in Chicago. Right. I think a lot of people are picking the over because it's inside. Right. The only part that scares me, and it actually, no, wait. I remember what our thing is for this year. It's division games. Always be scared of division games. Yes. If you're taking the over, that means it's going to be a defensive battle. Right. Even though it's two teams that aren't very good at defense. But, right. Uh, Chicago at Detroit in Ford Field. I will say they have the Lions favored by three and a half. Ooh. I said four and a half. It's six. Wow. Division game. Yeah. I'll take the Bears with the points. Yep. I'm okay with that. They're yep. a team. I could see it. I could see a Detroit backdoor, I guess, backdoor cover of like winning by more than six. Right. But I, I think the Bears keep this close. Yeah. Uh, next up, another division matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who they don't have to play anybody, but right. they still might. Are going to Houston to face the scrappy two twelve and one Texans. Well, uh, Jacksonville's probably favored by three and a half. Half a point off, you still get it. I said five and a half. It's three. Mm. Where are we scared? We're scared of Jacksonville again, like in well, Houston. Just because Houston's scrappy and division right? game. They listen to you, and it's a division game. Yeah, way more important for Jacksonville, obviously. Yeah, I think right. Houston Houston wants the number one pick. Yeah. They want Bryce Young. They, want to clin- they both want to clinch something for different reasons. <laughs> um, next up, the, I guess, a semi-Manning Bowl. The Indianapolis Colts are going to the Meadowlands to face the Giants. Mm, they'll have the Giants favored by four and a half. Edge you out there. It, oh, I've not been keeping track the last few. Um <laughs> That's because I, I won. <laughs> he did. Uh, that's going to make it 4-2-1 to one for me. I said 5.5, and, and it is exactly 5.5. Wow. Nick Foles versus the Giants. Does that mean anything? The old eagle? I don't know. I don't know if I try. Like, I, I, Giants money line, I would trust more than Giants covering. Yeah, yeah me too. Because I don't think they, uh, they'll win by three and be happy. Yeah. They'll run the ball. They'll yeah, yeah, be close. Make some stops. Yeah. Uh, another division game, Miami and Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be starting this game, going to New England to face the Patriots. Mm, I'll say, wow. I'm going to say they probably still have the Patriots favored by two and a half. It is exactly two and a half. I also said two and a half for Miami. Ah, I got, I got tricked on that one. You did. Um, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm actually keeping one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, three, seven, eight. Okay. It is four, three to one. Yeah. 
Uh, next one, I'm going to say game of, I don't know, Monday night. Game of Sunday, Carolina at Tampa. Division's on the line. Oh, boy. I'll say they have Tampa favored by three. <laughs> I said two and a half. It's three and a half. Yes. So you, you Price ed- is right rules. <laughs> edge me out there. Um, actually, wait. I don't think we said Miami, New England. I think, I don't know. Is it weird to say I kind of like Miami in New England? I feel like yeah. their season is just yeah. kind of. Because it's not going to be Tua. They they lateraled their season away, the Patriots. Exactly, yeah. Um Carolina, Tampa. I can never I can't I can't get myself to say Tampa's gonna win. I, I I want it to come down to week eighteen, so I want Carolina to win. Fair. And they brought back Josh Norman. Oh yeah? Because their number one corner oh, got hurt. Go. So I don't know if that's a good thing, but it's it's at least fun. I I'm on Carolina and I get I get plus points. They already, yeah, be, they already beat the them. Yeah, they got a good defense. They can run the ball. That's without McCaffrey. Yeah, they have a competent and, and quarterback. Yeah, he's playing okay. Why am I not? Darnold? Is Darnold? Yeah. There? Okay. So we're going to take Darnold <laughs> over <laughs> Tom Brady. Yes. That's, that's where we are in week 17. That is that is the NFL in 20, well, I guess it'll be 2023 by the time they play this game. Uh, Battle of L.A., should have been a much better game, but uh, the Rams are at the Chargers, even though they're both at home. Right, and there'll be more San Francisco 49er fans <laughs> in the stands. Um, I'll say they have the Chargers favored by six and a half. It is exactly six and a half. You take the lead five, four to one. What a comeback. I said eight and a half. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking higher than it. They're both in L.A. It's a home game for both teams. Baker... Baker has been good. Yeah. Like, he looked a lot better in that Raiders game that he did against the Broncos. Yeah. Because it was a blowout. Better when he's unprepared. (laughs) Just throw him in there. Yeah. No practice for you, Baker. Uh, Next up, San Francisco going to visit possibly their new quarterback. Ah, there we go. He'll be on the bench, but Derek Carr's still going to be there. Right. Jarrett Stidham leading the the Raiders, hosting the 49ers. They will have the 49ers favored by five and a half on the road. Ooh, you went low. I said six and a half. They have the 49ers favored by nine and a half. With Purdy? Purdy versus Stidham. That's pretty high. That is <laughs> that's good. That is <laughs> that is pretty high. I I like the 49ers because I'm not going to take the Raiders. No. But nine and a half kind of seems steep. Yeah. Who's the starting quarterback for the Raiders? Jarrett Stidham. Stidham. Don't, don't know him. So I might take the points. I don't <laughs> even know the name. Might actually be worth it. Yeah. Uh, next up, the most disrespected double-digit win team in NFL history, the Minnesota Vikings, yep. going to Green Bay to face surging Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This is one of those, like, half-point kind of games. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even quite sure who to take. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, ba- based on who Vegas thinks. I'm going to... Sp- ah. I'm going to throw it out there and say they have Minnesota favored by two and a half. Uh, I said Green Bay favored by three and a half. It's Green Bay favored by three. Wow. No faith in Minnesota. No. (laughs) Uh, Next up, the New York Jets and resurgent Mike White. He's back. They're going to Seattle to face former quarterback Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Take the under. Yep. Um... They have, they'll have Seattle favored by 
four and a half. Uh, I said Seattle by two and a half. I guess Vegas loves Mike White. New York Jets in Seattle favored by one and a half. They're not even going to score one and a half points. <laughs> How can you give them one and a half? I'm going to double check to make sure I wrote that down. Right. Wow. But I, I'm that, that that's wow. Very rarely do we get the wrong team. Both get the least. wrong team. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times, especially with the Falcons. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jets favored by one and a half. Oh, give me Seattle. You get Seattle and you get I, Seattle plus points. Yeah. Like I already thought they were going to win. I, thought I already thought their favorite. What did I say? Four and a half. I'm, you're giving me six points. I'll take it. Um, so right now it is two games left. It is seven five one. Oh boy, for me. So you got to get both of these okay. to win. Uh, next up Sunday night, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Wow. So no Lamar, Tyler Huntley again. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. I'm going to say they have the Steelers favored by one and a half. Uh, I also said one and a half for the Ravens. Ravens favored by two and a half. Wow. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> on this one. They're, are they going to get to 500? Better, yeah. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> they're going to be They're eight a 4 13 team, and they're going to finish at 8 and 9 or 9 and 8. <laughs> they got to. Maybe, maybe, maybe they tie this one. There you go. Maybe they finish. Then they yeah. win. Who do they play week 18? Let's see. Um, they play Cleveland. 8-8-1 oh eight, eight Pittsburgh Steelers. It's coming. They're yeah. tying one of these last two games. There you go. Uh, finally, Monday night, Buffalo at Cincinnati. I feel like we haven't seen these teams play. No, definitely not. Just both of them just always play Kansas City. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say they have the Bengals favored by two and a half. I... Uh, I think you're going to get this if my math's right. I said the Bills were going to be favored by four and a half. Wow. It Big is faith. Bills by one and a half. Okay. I, I'm i not going to do too much math, but I think you're closer. Right. I think you're two points off and I'm three points off. Yeah. Uh, so eight, eight, six to one for me. Mm. Week 17. Um, This is like not a stay away, but I think this is more of a, this is, this is Cincinnati's litmus test. Right. If you you beat you can beat Kansas City. You've done yeah. it three yeah. times. Yeah. So it's like you have their number, but this might be the other team you have to play in the AFC Championship. Yeah. If you can get by Kansas City, that that's gonna suck. If let's say let's just say it stays where it is, and Buffalo's the one seed, and going into round two, it would be Cincinnati, Kansas City again. Right. Like those three teams, and maybe I guess whoever the five seed. Like Jacksonville, Jacksonville or the Chargers, if that's the four or five game, that's fun. Then round two is like Bills, Chargers, Bengals, Chiefs. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are sure. like 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 that's a great collection of games. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that is that's it for the NFL. Let's go to the NBA, where James Harden apparently wants to go back to Houston. Right, because. This is July and it's free agent period, so this is the time to start talking about that crap. And like you, you left this team for a better team, yeah. and now you want to go back to the young rebuilding team. Yeah, and I, I don't get it. Then they probably don't want you. <laughs> they don't, right? Like we're rebuilding. We don't want to, unless you want to come and play for two million dollars or something silly. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Especially, like, I like what this Houston team's building. I like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. I think they have a, a young core for the future. Right. 
James Harden is not going to add to that that. future. No, definitely not. Uh, Christmas Day, I don't want to say like ho-hum games. Like the Lakers-Mavericks was pretty good. Nick Sixers is usually, I feel like the last few years, been the first game. Right. Bucks celtics showdown. Then I think it was towards the end of the night I started to I started to tail off the games like Nuggets Suns but there was no Devin Booker it ended right. up being a good game um, I can't oh Memphis Golden State was the primetime game but yeah. Golden State blew them out which is weird I guess Golden State just has Memphis's number yeah uh, Clay Thompson did he he's been like the number one nemesis of Memphis since since those playoffs where he wasn't even that good but. Dylan Brooks was talking about Memphis building themselves into a dynasty type of team. And Clay Thompson said, you should probably, probably win first before you start talking dynasty. For sure. Like a, you're putting the cart before the horse. Yes. Um, players of the week, uh, Luka Doncic. That's breaking news there from ESPN. Luka Doncic yep. uh, from last week, player of the week, uh, 31 and a half points, eight rebounds, nine assists. He went three and one in that week. Uh, the other player of the week was Pascal Siakam. Right. 38.7 points, 10.3 rebounds, 7.3 assists. Yeah, that's impressive because he almost won a couple games just putting the Raptors on his back. Uh, Kevin Durant passed Tim Duncan for 15th all-time in NBA scoring. Wow. We're talking about LeBron's quest to beat Kareem, but like, how high does Kevin Durant get? Like, Does yeah. he get in the top five? He might. Depending on depending how long on, he plays. Yeah, and who he plays for. Yeah. If he's not yeah. going to be in Brooklyn. Right. The Nets are on a 10-game win streak, though. I know, yeah. They're hot. Hot at not the right time. Right. Yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, I guess a, a happy time. Yep. Uh, Norm Powell made his return to Toronto, which is kind of crazy that he's been gone for two years. Yeah, that's crazy. And and the team that he got moved to, he's not even playing for them. Hey, he's on the bench. Wait. But. Oh, Portland. Portland. Oh, yeah, Portland. Yeah. And so then he went to the Clippers. Yeah. So it's like that. strange. And that's why I remember them saying, oh, yeah, they traded him for Gary Trent. And I was like, Gary Trent was on the Clippers? But, yeah, he was yeah. on Portland. Yeah. So it's just a weird – because he was my favorite Raptor, so it was hard not to cheer for him. And he wasn't booed. No. Nope. Like, we well, was – and I think the great dynamic that the Clippers bring with Norm there is he's your inside guy, right? You're trying to cover the – the perimeter with this team because they're lights out hitting threes and then norm comes in and dunking all over the place uh, 22 points in his return oh he, he was he was on fire like he was excited to play there you could tell he had an extra he's already got a giddy up in his step but a little bit more i think playing in toronto it's too bad that's a guy that the raptors did give away yeah like, they just couldn't yeah they just couldn't keep him right like it seems like now if the discussion was Powell versus Gary Trent. It's right. probably not fair. No, I know. But I know. he does he does seem like that maybe not difference maker, but he yeah. seems like he would fit in really well with this team. Because I think at the time we were just thinking more age, right? It's a young guy, let's bring him in and but con good contracts. Yeah. And Norm was gonna get a lot of Big money. Bucks, yeah. Um Luka Doncic, who had uh, a sixteen point triple double. 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. I heard someone say that uh, they love watching Luka, Giannis, and Jokic because it seems like they're competing with each other yeah, they're instead just of looking, the NBA. They're just looking at highlights going, oh, I got to try beat that tonight. Like the other, I think it was our last one where Jokic had like a 40, 20, and yeah, 10. exactly. And now Luka tops it. Yep. There was, 
Did I not? Uh, I don't think I screenshotted it. There was um, a stat from ESPN Stats at Info that the last uh, seven years or something like that, NBA teams were like 3,000 and 0 when leading by nine points with less than 30 seconds left. Wow. But the New York Knicks managed to blow that in that Mavericks game. The Knickerbockers. Um, after the game, uh, a reporter asked him how he was feeling or like how happy he was about winning. And he just said, I'm tired as hell. Yeah, I guess. I need a recovery beer. Yeah. That's what he said. And no then load management for that guy. <laughs> and then Nikolov Ultra sent him like a big stack of beer to his locker a couple days later. So probably a sponsorship deal in there for Luca. Yep. But that's, I think that's my favorite thing about him is he's kind of just like an, a regular everyday guy. Yeah. Like he's not like super athletic. He's no pudgy sounds mean, but like he's not yeah. the most like in shape person. No, definitely not. No. And he's doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do anything like crazy athletic. He's no. just like really smart. Just, yeah. He just does smart plays. Yeah. Um, not athletic plays. Not athletic plays. Yeah. yeah. But he just like manages to make it work. Right. I mean, 60 points. Not, not too bad. Um, did you see the malice in the palace 2.0? Yes. Uh, for those who didn't, Orlando Detroit had a, a, a we can call it a brawl, right? Within the within the two teams, like the first question I have is, you have two teams that have won twenty games between the two of them. What are they mad about? <laughs> How bad <laughs> I, they are? Yeah. Um. So, Mo Wagner and Killian Hayes are running for a ball out of bounds. Wagner just kind of does like a little hockey check into him but there's no yeah. boards to stop it so he gets they both into get sent crowd. into the pistons bench and the whole pistons bench surrounds them and even killian hayes throws a like forearm into Wagner's head and kind of looked like he knocked him out but then it's an unintentional comedy moment but the the pistons pa announcer goes everybody stay in your seats the moment you leave your seats, you're going to get arrested or you're going to go to jail or something like that because maybe that guy was there for Malice in the Palace and didn't want to see it again. Right. There's a great – I haven't watched it, but there is supposedly the great Netflix documentary about that. Just that. Malice at the Palace. Gotcha. Um, so some suspensions did come out of that game. Uh, Killian Hayes for the punch, he got suspended three games. Mo Wagner, two games. And then – this is kind of a weird thing. Like the NHL has this rule too, where if you leave the bench in a fight, you get suspended. So right. the magic on top of Wagner had eight other players suspended. Wow. So their next game, they had, I believe it was six players, six or seven players for that next game. Uh, Cole, Anthony, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Kavon Harris, Admiral Schofield, Mo, Mo's brother, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter jr. All suspended wow. for one game for that fight. And, wasn't even that good of a fight. You got they yeah. got they all got suspended because they left the bench to go defend their teammate. Go watch some 70, 70s and eighties NBA fights. Those are real fights. Those are like twenty game suspensions now for for what they did. I always think of when uh, Charles Barkley held Larry Bird and uh, Doctor J just like started punching him, just punching him, and then Bill Simmons like confronted Barkley for that. And he's like, no, there was nothing wrong with that, or he's like, I didn't actually do it. Uh, we talked about Gary Trent Jr. He did have 35 last night against the Suns in a game where the Suns are missing Devin Booker and a few others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Raptors snap a five-game losing streak. Well, they were hitting threes. I told you, that's going to make or break them this year. Which then your two 
quote unquote reliable shooters are supposed to be Van Vliet and Trent. Yeah. Who are just not that not this that. year. No. Um the Hawks the Hawks and Nate McMillan, it's just the weird it gets reported that he was gonna resign or retire and then the Hawks like owner calls out Shams, the guy who like put out the report and said like, Oh, he's a scrub, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Apparently the Hawks coach is considering retirement at the end of the year, but then I guess somewhere through the grapevine it got mixed up of when when he'll retire. Okay. Because this season, the Hawks and the Raptors are the two teams that their seasons have just been a mess for different reasons. Right. Like the Raptors, just no one's been healthy at the same time. Yeah. And the Hawks, I don't know. There's just there's a lot going a lot going wrong there. Yeah. After going to the conference final two years ago, it's been a. <laughs> Um, the last so the last two NBA things are going to be Giannis and LeBron. So LeBron turned 38 yesterday and had 47 points in a win against those Hawks. Right. I just it's it's good to see those moments from LeBron because it yeah. kind of seems like he's stepped back from that Giannis Luka Jokic. Like he's not in that group anymore. Right. Well, but it, well, of course he's 38 years old. <laughs> he's been in the league for 40 years. <laughs> It was it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Um I just I think my big thing, I just want to see LeBron in the playoffs, or at least in the play in. I want to see him there right. in those big games. Uh, and then our last one is Giannis, who in the last two games he had uh in the one game he had forty five points and twenty two rebounds. And the next game he had forty three points and twenty rebounds. Uh the first to do that since Moses Malone. Wow. So that would, must have been like an 80s thing. Yeah, not a, I think it was ac- exactly 1980. Um, that is it for the NBA. The MLB, Carlos Correa, what is happening? He was a Met on New on Christmas Eve. Now it's New Year's Eve, and there's like a 50% chance he's going to be a Met. That this is, yeah, someone else going to swoop in, like I told you. San Diego, okay, we'll offer you a dollar. Come and play for us. <laughs> They don't even have a spot for him, but yeah. just, hey, come just off the come bench. Just come on over. Yeah. We know your knee's not very good, so you don't have to run. Just pinch it. Yeah, this is just bizarre. Yeah. Well, again, it, how bad's that knee then, right? Because this is when they get a chance to look at those medical records a little more closely. So, I, I don't know what's what's the next team to come in and swoop in. Like I don't know. That's the scary thing about this. Like, is it... A team. I don't want to say just the Yankees. Is it a team like the Yankees yeah, well, that gives you the one year five million? Prove it. Or, yeah. Or like you said, the price is going down, so now it's becoming affordable, right? It's going to be two hundred and fifty million, <laughs> right? Because what what did we start at three sixty? Something like that, right? Then three fifteen. So like we're going in the right direction, right? His agent must be just steam coming out of his ears right he's just losing money i just bought a yacht with that bonus and it's going away quickly and it's and it's scott boris too yeah which is nice to see i I have no problem with that (laughs) the the one guy that like universally disliked in baseball yeah uh the other thing the texas rangers signed nathan uvaldi or uvaldi um now they sport a rotation of jacob Degrom, uvaldi andrew heaney martin perez and john gray not bad. To finish third? Yep. Them and the Angels battling it out? That's right, for that third spot. Because, like, and the Red Sox, they definitely want to finish fifth <laughs> at this point. They've, they've even seen a report today. The sale is for sale. Yeah. 
they have their starting pitching is for sale and then yeah. they sign Corey Kluber. Yeah, they, that's on a one year like that's a that's a guy you sign like when you need a fifth starter and you're close to winning a championship. Not that was like a Philadelphia Flyers move from this summer where like, yeah, we're so close. All we need is D'Angelo to put us over the top. Yeah, we don't need Johnny Goudreau. No. Um do we like is oh actually that made me think is Kluber just gonna do that AL East tour now? I guess so. It's two He's, away. Yeah, he'll maybe he'll go to the Jays at the deadline. Yeah, and then sign with Baltimore next offseason. Yeah, and they'll pull off the, the Eric Hinsky. Um, that's those are the only two things for baseball. I think we're we're good with baseball for like probably a couple weeks now until pitchers until, and catchers. Besides Correa, yeah, and then yeah, it's wow, yeah, then it's spring. <laughs> um. The other thing I wanted to talk about, college football playoff, Michigan, TCU, yep. Georgia, Ohio State. You say I shouldn't be worried. You took Michigan no. minus seven and a half. Yeah, I took the point. Yeah, I just think, yeah, Michigan will win like 38-20 or something. Like, it's not going to be close in my mind. Okay. That makes, yeah. that makes me Sa- feel better. Same with the other game, too. I, I, I think Georgia is a way better team. I, th- I, I almost want to say it's going to be the same score. <laughs> But it's got to be higher because I took the over. So let's go 42-30 or something. I saw a really funny Stetson Bennett quote where he was talking about how people doubt him. And I only caught the end of the quote, but he was just like, I must be too ugly or something. Aw. Or short. Is he short? Yeah. he's For a quarterback, like he won't go to the NFL. Or not very highly anyway. He'll end up being like a. Like, uh, who's the cor- starting quarterback for Arizona again? Kyler? No. not uh, Sorry. Oh, oh Trace Sorley? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's the same kind of quarterback as that. So you're confident Michigan-Georgia? Yes. How? Re- w- which would be a rematch, no? Semi-final. Last yeah, year. rematch semifinal. of semi-final last year. Yeah, That yeah. game was over in the first half. Yeah. Although I wouldn't mind seeing Ohio State and Michigan now that I think of it, but if I want my wallet to get bigger, I gotta, can't hope for that. Didn't really. you take the... Wait, did you well, take Georgia too? No, I didn't. You just took the over. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of taking them, but I wasn't quite sure on that one. All right. So before, because I think I pretty much while we were talking, went through my, my screen. Oh, wait. Sorry. I didn't do. Um, This is the NFL and NBA viewership from Christmas. Oh, right. Right. Uh, 76ers, Knicks, 4 million. Yeah. Lakers. Is, is that normal? Is that like a typical Christmas Day viewership do you know i think it might be a little more yeah. than usual okay. for the okay. nba or like might usually be more in the nba oh normally higher okay uh lakers mavericks 4.33 million uh it peaked bucks celtics 6.03 million uh grizzlies warriors 4.7 million and then suns nuggets everyone's asleep at this point 2.49 right. million yeah uh the three nfl games so you so four four six six four two as the millions for all the NBA. Right. Packers, Dolphins, 25 million people. Oh, boy. Almost 26. Wow. Broncos, Rams, middle of the day, complete blowout. Terrible teams. 22.57 million. Wow. And then, again, it's late. You know, not as many people want to watch. Bucks, Cardinals, 17.15 million. The, M- the NFL is king. Absolutely. Um. On top of the fact that we were kind of in the middle of a snowstorm, so you think people would be home and more people would be watching even the NBA, but wow. Complete, complete blowout there. Um, so yeah, I think that was all my screenshots. 
our pick aside, which was decided before off air, yep. is the two losses for Team Canada at the World Juniors, probably the two most devastating losses. I, I would have thrown a third one in there, the uh, flurry score on myself. Oh, yeah. 2003. Uh, that one hurts more, but um, sorry, go ahead. So 2010 against the U.S., they're down by two in the third period. This is Jordan Everly's second World Juniors, and he scores two goals on then 17-year-old Jack Campbell. Right. Ties the game. They go to overtime. They're on a three-on-two, Kadri Petrangelo, and I think Taylor Hall, right. which is hilarious to say now. Uh, they take a shot. It gets blocked. Down on a two-on-one comes John Carlson and Derek Stepan. Yeah. Uh, Martin Jones. So, yeah, in that game, Canada and the U.S. both pulled their starting goalies, Jake Allen, and I don't remember who the American goalie was. Right. So, in net for Canada is Martin Jones. Right. And on a two-on-one, Carlson turns, fires, and beats beats Jones' blocker side, and all of Saskatoon goes quiet. Right. And then 2011 was they're up. 4-1 I believe against Russia or maybe 3-0. I think nothing. they were up by 3. Yep. And this is a this is not a nobody Russian team. A lot of those it's kind of sad. A lot of those guys were on the Yaroslavl team, the plane crash a few like right. months after that. Right. But this was a team that had Artemi Panarin, yeah. Evgeny Kuznetsov, Nikita Zaitsev, like yeah. NHL, NHL players. players. And Russia comes back from 3-0 down, wins 5-3 and Saskatoon was quiet. Buffalo was eerie. I think everybody had left the building. <laughs> Buffalo eerie. You would you could hear the Russians are screaming and like justifiably so. You came back and you're about to win the gold medal. They're screaming so loud you can't hear the crowd. And they yeah they came back and stunned Canada. Canadian team that's you go down the list. Braden Shen who had quite a few points in that tournament. Yeah. A lot of NHLers. Neither of them were the goalies. Right. Um, so, yeah, what is the more devastating loss? Definitely the second one because they had played so much better. Like, it just kind of seemed like it was in the bag the, 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 against the Russians. The Americans, Canadian, it was back and forth. I remember because remember, like, mom was doing laundry and Canada was only scoring when she was on the main floor or something. Right? Yeah. So we were trying to we made her hang comfort to the couch um but yeah the other game just if it kind of seemed like they were in total control and then for whatever reason like i don't know if it was three minutes into the third or four or it, it's like they were a totally different team and it, and it just it fell apart yeah like completely fell apart um it almost reminded me of there was another collapse i think luongo might have been in net world juniors and the same thing happened that might have been in winnipeg just again, off the top of my head, I'm not sure if that's true, but it was the same kind of thing where like, what we were just playing so well, like what happened? But yeah, that was definitely worse. And on top of the fact that the Russians didn't they get kicked off the plane because they had no, that was uh, that was another that was more recently. Okay, that was another blip on the Russian radar. Okay. Yeah, they were like smoking cigarettes and yeah. drinking on a like commercial flight. Right. Um, I guess that that leaves me 2010 just in the fact that. Canada and the U.S. played New Year's Eve that year, and, and Canada won in the shootout. Right. So that was your like confidence booster. Oh, they got to play twice. Eh? See, I won't, yeah, we, we we really haven't. They haven't played. No, I think the last time they played would have been 2021 gold medal, wow. which that's also up there as like one of the most disappointing losses because that team was so good, and yeah. then for one game they ran into Zegers, Caulfield, and yep. Spencer Knight. I think was their goalie, right? Who just yeah. stood on his head. Stood on his head. Yep. 2010, I guess. The only 
really argument I have is just that it was overtime and right. that you're on a three on two and it's a bunch of future NHLers and right. it's a block shot, odd man rush. Yeah. And I don't know. I could just always picture Carlson and the way he like turns his body to shoot. And it's like so obvious for, I don't know. It's like a split second that he's only going to shoot Yeah, that Jones is kind of, he doesn't really know where to be. And it was, it was the most devastating loss. Then like a few weeks later, Crosby scored the golden goal. So that kind of made it feel right. a little bit better. Right. And that, but yeah, I, I do think the Russian one was just more shocking. When the yeah. U.S. won, U.S. Canada were pretty even in that tournament. Yeah, it could have went either way, and that would have been three on three. I'm assuming, right in the overtime. Four probably would have been four, four, on four at that time. Right. But yeah, John Carlson, John Carlson, and it's funny that it's like, yeah, John Carlson, Panarin, Kuznetsov are all the guys involved in this. Right. Turned into future NHLers. Yeah. Uh, our next, I, I wrote it down to make okay. sure I said it. So our next one, pick a side. Uh, you get to change one NHL overtime rule. So you either get to make overtime 10 minutes. Okay. Or So you're talking about regular season overtime. Regular season overtime. Okay. It's either 10 minutes yep. or you get to implement your over and back rule, meaning if oh. you have the puck in the offensive zone, Ooh, you can't boy. cross back over the red line. That's my own rule I've invented. It ha- It was. I almost, yeah. I almost want to say I'm going to pick that one now, but we'll save it for the next one. We will save it for the next one. That's all I've got. Let's get to your bad, good, and great. Okay, um, starting off with uh, the bad, um, which we always have to bring up at this time of year, is the international refing at the World Junior Championships, which, again, they've been pretty decent, except for the Dean hit. Yep. Like, they could have reviewed that, which they did. And still and called it still, a hit to the head. Right. Like, that bothers me because we've watched some other games where, like, hello, that's a hit to the head, and they don't even call a penalty, but... It's, it was, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to put it in the bad category, but really, the roughing has been decent. I don't want to say yeah. that too loud. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's somewhere it, in between not, bad and good. Yeah, because like normally we're very frustrated, right, with especially Canada, who haven't really been too physical, but the two games they blow out those teams, they didn't have to be physical. No. Right? Um, but anyway... It's been, like, a few guides that are physical. Like, I even found, like, the defensemen haven't been as physical. No, yeah, for sure. Compared to the preseason games yeah. where, like, they were laying out guys, right? Or the I, fourth line. Yeah. If, to me, Othman has probably been the most physical guy. Where right. It's not even that physical. He's just finishing checks. Right. Yeah. But he's. I guess he's trying to get himself, like, amped up in some way. Right. Because offensively, that, it's not really there. It's not working on that line, exactly. Which I could have put in my bat as well. That second, supposed second line, which is really the fourth line right now for Canada. <laughs> the way they've been playing. Yeah. Two NHLers and not a lot of production without Connor Bedard. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, the second thing which we, we didn't talk about was uh, the passing of Pelly. Yeah. Right? Which is, again, it's bad, it's sad, or whatever you want to put it in. But, yeah, in my mind, like, he was I, – I never saw him play. But, you know, as a kid and not following soccer, Pele was That's soccer. the name you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's soccer. And, and it's nah, – funny isn't the right word. But, like, at this time when Messi's winning his first World Cup and we're talking about could he be the greatest of all time, right. the conversation becomes Messi, Maradona, and Pele. Right. Which we knew, like, he wasn't in good shape, especially, like, during the World Cup, they were kind of right. doing it for him, playing right. for him. Yeah. I mean, 82, I, I always like the term 82 years young because right. 
never it's never really old no but just what a amazing life he lived right and and really the last you know 30 years or whatever his post playing it seemed like he was such a uh, ambassador for the game of football slash soccer um and and i didn't realize how young he was um not only like right now because like he played in like the 58 world cup so like he was 17 because they did a little because they they i don't think i've ever seen a um documentary on him or watched any um type of sports show on his career yeah Right, so this it was like a three minute clip because it was during Sports Central or whatever. But yeah, it was just oh, I didn't realize he was seventeen when he played, and then he didn't play in the next one because he was hurt. Wow, yeah, like, and he still won three, <laughs> right? So like the next one probably would have been more close to his prime that he didn't play in. It would have been twenty five. Yeah, and or he no, scored twenty one by his yeah second by one. his yeah, and he scored so many goals, right? So anyway. Uh, the last one uh, on the bad side, I'll leave on a little bit on the lighter side of things. And I'm not sure when this happened, but they were showing this in the b- bloopers. Um, did you did you see how Charles Barkley cleans his glasses? No. Uses his tongue. <laughs> I, I guess the camera was on, you know, when they were not on air. And, and caught I, that? Caught that. Yeah. Uses his tongue to, and then has a kleenex or whatever instead of most people who yeah. you use a little bit of your breath and it's usually enough condensation to make your glasses wet so you can clean them anyway i just thought that was again mm. another great charles barkley moment uh on the good side uh just the college bowl games up to this point i wanted to put it in the bad category because there's i've bet on a few games and players aren't playing right which bothers me and, and when you go to look at the matchups to see who's hurt they should also include who's playing and who's not playing just due to wanting to be in the nfl yeah so that kind of bothered me because the but there's been uh, the, the reason why i put in the good is there's been a lot of good close games i'm surprised there hasn't been any overtime games actually but a lot of the games have come down to like the last minute wasn't uh kansas wasn't kansas overtime against uh, i don't remember who they were playing no, but don't they, look it up because you'll then you're gonna see the michigan score oh yeah um but anyway um yeah maybe there was one then but anyway lots of good games considering there's been um lots of people opting out but i'll just kind of leave it at that so like yesterday was um other than the tennessee clemson game where neither quarterback was playing um that one's going to the nfl and the other's transferred <laughs> like clemson's quarterback uh, transferred oh he tra- is that what happened see yeah. I, I didn't get that part and the tennessee guy he was hurt right the number one guy but anyway um the other thing i put in the good category is the international hockey point system is and is the nhl going to consider at least adopting this because it really makes things interesting especially on a day like today where like Right? It depends on how you win your game. Like we were talking about, like if Slovakia wins in regulation or do they pull their goalie to try get the three points and, you know, not let Switzerland get any. But I guess sometimes it doesn't matter. And you just gave me an idea for a future. Okay, there you go. Um, And then in the great, I I did put uh, Luca because that's just impressive. I don't care who you are. 
Uh, I don't care if it's that's the only game you do that, but it's not right. And like he may outdo himself or one of those three MVPs. How are you going to pick your MVP this year? By the way, could there be a co MVP? This might be the, maybe there's going to be three. A triad, and especially a triad for for the NBA that is all about building the international game and. It's to me inarguable, but the, you can rank them whatever way you want. Those are the three best players in the NBA, right? All and out, they're born outside America, and they're all out doing each other constantly, like making each other better, which is awesome. Um, what do I have left here? Um, just the World Juniors in general. Usually, we're watching a lot of lopsided games, and we're not. No. Like I was actually enjoying that Switzerland. I don't think I've ever watched a Switzerland-Slovakia game, just so you know. And I watched that full game, and it was actually entertaining. It was a good game. Yeah, these two, even even the teams like the Austrias, the Latvias, the Germanys. Right. Some of them, well, actually, Germany has probably, to me, been, they're going to make it, but they've been the more most disappointing team. Yeah. Because they should be, be closer to the top eight rather than the bottom three. Yeah. Right, Austria and, and Latvia, though, they still have, like, they still have guys where you're watching and it's like, oh, that's good. Like, Austria has this defenseman that's going to be a first-round pick. Right. It's like, oh, he's, he's pretty good. Right. Latvia has, um, it's a great name, Hotass. And oh, I love boy. hearing I love hearing uh, Dennis Bayek say it because it just, like, really hits the, the D on it hard. And, right. Like, they just, they have players at least. And, right. Or if they don't have the strongest players, they're at least still competitive. Yes, agreed. Uh, and then the last one, and I, I'm sorry I have to, reiterate this but it just it's so hard for me to not talk about Connor Bedard (laughs) like normally I have that one player right that I like that's not the the highlight the limelight guy the Ridley Gregg type of yeah I always like yeah there's always a second the second line center or the third line winger who was that other guy that never made a mistake he was a winger third line winger for Canada maybe five or six years ago think it was a french name not couturier not anyway right i always had it but i i i'm sorry it's bedard yeah i'm picking the best player because he is the best player and this is really the first time that i could remember in my life and i'm talking like the lindrosses the gretzkys that we're talking about one player like we're not talking about team canada because they do have a great team yep but it is all Connor Bedard. Like the other guys are playing good too. There's nobody not playing well other than maybe our goaltending. But it's isn't it not the Connor Bedard show? Like are we not a, like he's doing stuff out there that he shouldn't be doing? Especially when he's technically two years younger. Like the fact that he could play, he could play in two more World Juniors. That's scary. Imagine in two. Imagine in 2025, he's in the World Juniors. It's like it's not even fair. Like, how many points is going to get? Sixty. <laughs> that that would that be, would be weird. The hypothetical now because he's four points behind Lindros for yeah, all gonna time. Catch him, he's right? by himself. Is yeah. he not going to catch it? Like, if he doesn't, be a surprise. Yeah, the he's tied with Jordan Everly now for the most goals. goals. Yeah, in the same amount of games Everly played. Right. Now, I think the only thing that will be the feather in his cap is that, like, signature moment. Is that um, the Everly 5.4 goal. Something right. like Does It doesn't he, have to yeah. be specifically that, yeah, but yeah. just... Overtime or the go- golden goal or... A clutch moment, yeah. I guess. Because even, you're right that, like, go back to that 2015 team. That's the McDavid team. Right. 
it's not just McDavid. Now you look no. at that team, it's Braden Point, it's Josh Morrissey, Darnell Nurse, Duclair. Domi Duclair, Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, they, they had a whole whack of guys that were good. Even the Crosby, 05, it's not Crosby, it's no. Carter, it's Getzlaff, Bergeron. Exactly. Perry. Jeff Glass Richards. was their goalie. Yeah. Like the double was, Dion. Exactly. It, and we were, yeah, just feels like we're just talking about one guy, but we have no choice. Yeah. Right? It's like uh, what they were saying in the intermissions. Like, we want to talk about some other guys, but Bedard's doing everything. Yeah. It, it, it's it's unbelievable. He's now, like, McDavid was good in the World Juniors, but now Bedard is opening that question of what is what is Connor Bedard in, I don't know, three years? Yeah. Like, because at this point, he is better than any other player we have seen at 17. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm including Wayne Gretzky, and Connor McDavid, yeah, who or and Eric Lindros, Crosby, like it, all of those guys. All Crosby, Crosby was great because he was playing with Bergeron, who was a 19 year old, yeah. and I can't even remember who his other winger was at the time. I don't know. It could have even been like Mike Richards, or yeah, or Jeff Carter. Like again, another 19 year old NHLer. Yeah, he was already an NHLer, and and this guy's doing it with. Listen, okay, he did it with Mason McTavish, who was, was kind of an NHLer yeah. this summer. Yeah, but it was still the Connor Bedard show. Even last winter, yeah. he was better than Wright, who was going to be, we thought, the number one pick. Yeah, at the time. Hey, even like the summer. I don't remember it as well because it's just the World Juniors that like it was. Just it was a weird s- one, right? For sure, but still, yeah, he was still the one of the best players, other than maybe you can see Mason McTavish. Yeah, because of what Mason McTavish now has his signature moment. Yeah, for Canada, but, but now for- this tournament, like he's in a few months, because even Sfozo, like his teammate Regina, said like I don't know how he got better, but he's better defensively. He's yeah. better at positioning, like. He seems like miles ahead of what he was in the summer or last December. Right. That's and, scary. <laughs> like that. That's why the tanking conversation has to become like, yes. how could you? How would you want to be good if you're that Chicago, Anaheim, Philly, all those right. bad teams? Like, don't you not want to win another game the right. rest of the year? Yeah, because now you could win multiple Stanley Cups in the future. Like this is the one guy everybody wants. Right. And people are I, I've seen some people talk about his size as an issue. Like you said at modern NHL, that doesn't matter. But also Yeah. He's going like do you guys not think he's gonna get stronger? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he'll get thicker. For sure, right? Like like he's like already whatever strong Crosby on the puck. looks like now is yeah, that's what he's gonna look like in a few years, which is yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I, I have to say I'm happy that uh nobody in the atlantic division is that bad because i don't want to see connor bedard that much against the red wings fair enough because he i mean the red wings are are too good to be in the bedard sweepstakes which is which is a good thing like they're a playoff bubble fringe team but like on your end you must be watching this thinking if we can get this guy this is franchise changing absolutely it is yeah, for whoever's going to get him, it's it's either going to be franchise changing one way or another because here's the other scenario. I don't know if another team would consider doing, but the Flyers did it when they got Lindros. They knew he was going to be the franchise. They gave up their franchise to get him Oh yeah, cause from they, Quebec. Because they gave right? up. Like, they gave up everybody. Like 
other than Forsberg, which they shouldn't have, but they did. How are you going to know if a 19-year-old kid's going to be another superstar? They could have had two, right? They could have been, that could have been their franchise. But anyway, just think of like, let's say the Red Wings um, decide to make a trade. Like Raymond. With the Flyers. Raymond Sider. Yeah, like here, you want, because we know he's going to be the franchise, but then you can be good even quicker. Right, that that could be a pick aside, right? Do you do you just do you want to take that number one guy and be good in five years, or make a trade with a team that's gonna give you everybody that they have and be good in three years? Because that's a good one. right, because if you were to think about it, if the when the Flyers in Quebec made those that trade, you would have said, oh well, now the Flyers are gonna win Stanley Cups galore, and it didn't turn out that way at all, did it? It became. Quebec slash Colorado ended up winning all the Stanley Cups. That is too bad for right? Quebec that it was Colorado that ended up getting the, the glory. next year, too. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, that's all I got for you. Nice. Um, so the next time, the next podcast might be after after a gold medal game. I'll tell you for sure it'll be next year. I don't think there's any better way to end the year with, with that nice little dad joke. Uh, that is all we've got for 2022. And besides that, we will see you next time.